Hi, this is Big R, Randy Rusnak speaking. Before we begin this week's Cooking with the Hazelnuts show, let's go back a few years. Now a few more. That's good. At the beginning of the show, we will present Thomas Maddock with an application that he finds helpful in the kitchen. And then, our friend of Cooking with the Hazelnuts, Lulu Harjan, mocktails and cocktails. Continuing with Tom, he will give us a recipe on his peanut butter glazed chicken breast. The show is appropriately named... Hey, did you know we are Apple approved? What does that mean? That means you can now search for Cooking with the Hazelnuts with any podcast catcher. You can use Downcast, Overcast, Podcast from Apple or QCast for your Windows PC. In the edit field, enter in Cooking with the Hazelnuts. You'll find us. Once you do, subscribe. Tell your friends. It's all what it's cracked up to be. That's not only the OptiGrill beef to say that food is cooking, it's also just a little something to get your attention because we need to let you know that we now have a new phone number for voicemail. The new number is 641-715-3900. That's 641-715-3900. The passcode 412728. That's 412-728-POUND. Thank you for listening. We look forward to hearing from you. Here's Tom Maddock with an app for the iPhone that he thinks you'll find useful in preparing a grocery list. Tom? Hey everyone, this is Tom Maddock recording for the Hazelnut Show, starring the chief nut, Randy Rusnak. Listen to him try this one. The big R. Not too bad, but you got to get it like this, Tom. I was talking to Randy the other day, and I said to him I had this great app called Wonderlist. Now, you're probably not going to think this is a cooking app, but it can be. We go to the store, and we want to make sure we're getting everything that we need for our recipes. And would it be handy if we had an app on our phone where when we think of things, we just add it to our list, and our partner or our friends who go shopping for us can see what we need, and pick them up and check them off the list. Well, that's what Wonderlist does, and it does so much more, but this is what I use it for. So let me open up uh, Wonderlist here on my 6S. Open Wonderlist. Ellipsis. Now, sometimes you'll do that if you're uh, sharing your lists. You can make a list, and you can share it with multiple people. That way you can all see what's on that one list. And it's nice that way. When you first set up the app, you had to put a login with an email and a password. Now, I've never had to use the password or an email again. You have a create list. Add a list. Add a list. So, we see all my lists here. I have a events. Comments. Comments. You can make a comment on a certain item, I guess. I haven't tried that feature yet. But. Read Events, comments, inbox, stuff for Tom. Stuff for Tom. That's the, stuff my, that's the list my mother and I share. If I think of things that I want her to pick up for me, I have her do that. Groceries. Groceries is the one we're going to be talking about here. Five uncompleted. Selected. Groceries. Head. Show completed. So, first I'm going to go check off the things that my friend Jack forgot to check off the other day. 
Show you how that works. Sesame, se- sesame seasoning for stir-free. Unchecked. Sesame seasoning for stir-fry. Unchecked. Selected. Sesame s- mandarin oranges. Mandarin oranges. Now, hey, I know we got that, so I'm going to tap that. Mandarin oranges. Mandarin, ori- mandarin oranges. Unstart. Mandarin oranges. Now, I don't know what the start part is. Gotcha. I'll play that with you, but this is another checked item. Selected. Now, we've checked off two items. But now let's say it's the middle of the week, it's, it's Wednesday night, and I thought it was something I want Jack to get next week. Now, if I think about it, I'm going to forget about it by Tuesday when he goes shopping again. So I'm going to put on here, pick up grapes. Add it to do is what this is called. So you tap on this. And you can use your dictation, or you can type. I use dictation. Dictate. Grapes. Done. Inserted grapes. And then you go over to the add button. Space. Next. Back. Groceries. Add. Button. Add. Edit. And that item has been added to next week's grocery list. Now Jack opens the list in the meantime. Now he's probably going to get a notification or an email that I've done this. But that's okay. This is just for demonstration. I can delete it later. Or start later. The other thing, like I said, you can go into these lists and you can manage sort to dot share button. Share the button you want. Peapods. 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 Show completed to dot share. Button. Share. Cancel. Button. Grocer. Share. Add. And here. Invite recipients. Invite recipients. Table index. Amanda Binky. So here it has a list of all my content. I'm not going to see all that. But if they wanted to add somebody else to this list. I can go down and add it. They get an email saying, Tom Attic has invited you to the shared list groceries on Wonderlist. They've got the accept it. Now, of course, they don't have the app. And the great thing about this app, too, is it also works on Android, not just iOS. So, if any other questions, you all can email me at 7200 at samobile.net. The better way to get in touch with me is on Roger, Thomas Maddock on Roger. With more help. Thank you very much for your attention. And now, on with the show. Thank you, Tom. What about a sound bite? Bite a bite bite. Now it's time for sound bite. 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 <laughs> Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to hear a recipe from Tom. And he's going to talk about glazed honey chicken breast. What happens if you go into the pantry... Or you go on the top shelf buried way back. You'll find honey and it's crystallized. And by that I mean it's turned into sugar instead of that nice smooth taste. Oh, what do you do? You can take the lid off the jar, put some in a bowl, leave the whole thing in a jar if you wish, put it in the microwave for a few seconds, stir, repeat the process, and soon your honey will be back as it was. If you don't like that idea, don't worry. You can use hot water, almost to the boil. Place the jar of honey in that pan of water, and in a few minutes, your honey is back the way it was. Stir when needed. And there you have today's, you guessed it, sound bite-a-bite-bite. Oh, Lulu! Tom will be back after our special guest, 
And here she is now, Lulu Harchin. Cocktails, anyone? Ooh, I'll have one. Yes, I will. Hello, everybody. My name's Lulu. I come from the UK. You may or may not have heard my voice before. And I'm going to be showing you how to make some cocktails and mocktails. That is obviously a non-alcoholic cocktail. Now, if you look online, the numbers of recipes for cocktails are legion. And if you look at these recipes, you might think, oh my goodness me, this is so difficult. I will have to have a veritable bar of bottles of alcohol to make even the simplest of cocktails. Well, you won't really if you make some simple decisions beforehand. Cocktails are really, when you cut it down to the basics, they are a mixture of alcohol, some flavoured syrup or fruit, and water. You might think, water? Yes, actually, water. And when we make a cocktail in a moment, you'll see what I mean. Now, if you decide that you want to make lots of different kinds of cocktails, then yes, you will need to have an arsenal of quite a lot of different kinds of liquor because cocktails are a mixture of several different kinds of mixed liquors and they have all kinds of bases from whiskey, bourbon, vodka, gin, brandy and everything else you can think of. But if you find the kind of cocktail that you like, and you make lots of different variations of that kind of cocktail, then the number of bar bottles you will need can be very, very much reduced, but you can still have an infinite variety of cocktails that are fairly similar, but if you vary the flavours that you put in, they can always be fresh and new, which is what I do. So today, I'm going to show you how to make something, and I call this an orange cream and we like it very much. The cocktail I make is kind of based on a vodka martini and what this is it is a cocktail that is about three fluid ounces of liquid per person and it starts with an ounce of vodka you add an ounce of other alcohol and an ounce of either other alcohol or flavoured syrup to it and then you add ice and you shake it. It's terribly simple to make and the variations on this that I've been able to make are endless. Before you start making cocktails you need to decide on what bar tools you're going to need. I have here in front of me a metal cocktail shaker. I like metal ones best because you can shake as hard as you want. They'll never get fragile like a plastic cocktail shaker might and they will never break like the kind that have a glass bottom and a metal top. This cocktail shaker here also has a built-in strainer so usually if I'm not muddling anything, we'll get onto muddling later on in the demos, I can use this automatic built-in strainer and it's so much easier to strain my cocktails. The other thing I'm going to need is a jigger and that is a measurement. Usually jiggers come in, a, it's like a double strength thing. It looks a bit like an hourglass, this thing does. And the smaller measure is one fluid ounce and the larger measure is two fluid ounces. At least this one is that. You can get very cool 
bar pour measures that go onto the top of bottles and they will measure one fluid ounce and then stop pouring. I don't have one of those and I've decided not to get them because I can measure fine with my jigger and I think it'll be quicker to do things that way and I very rarely spill famous last words. So I'm going to go ahead here and open my cocktail shaker. So to start my orange cream I'm going to need something orangey. So I have here a bottle of Cointreau. I'm going to start mix this double because Brian and I want one each. Brian's my husband. So I'm pouring into this jigger two fluid ounces of Cointreau, which is an orange brandy. Brandy mixed with wild orange and it smells amazing. I filled the jigger. Here I go ahead and pour it. into the cocktail shaker. Now the basis for most of my cocktails is vodka. I have a litre bottle of Smirnoff here, which is the brand I like. Now this I do have a pour on top of, it's a very large bottle and it comes out very fast. So I'm going to go ahead and carefully fill this jigger with two ounces of vodka. This kitchen counter, I have a small kitchen counter here to the left of the sink and it's set out with a big silver tray which I bought from Amazon. It's not real silver, it's plated. And on it are all my bar bottles, my liquors, my flavoured cocktail syrups, which we're not using today but we will use another day. And Brian calls this the Bear's Bar. So when he wants a cocktail, when it's a really busy, stressful day, he says, Hey, where's the Bear's Bar then? When's it going to open? Now, this third bottle is something you may or may not be familiar with. I really do hope that you can get it where you live. This is called Advocar. And it is a, a, a mixture of egg, which might sound disgusting, but it isn't. It's really good. And brandy. It's made in Holland and it is a creamy it's it's if you think of eggnog it's rather like a sweet alcoholic eggnog and it is very very delicious i always have some because it's nice to drink as a liqueur but it's also delicious in cocktails so i'm going to shake it because it does tend to split a little bit if you don't now this is the one I always tend to spill because it comes out, it's very thick. So I'm just going to go ahead. Ooh, 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 that was close. There we are. Now the next thing I need is ice. You heard me say that cocktails were a basic mixture of mixed liquors, could be also syrup or flavoured syrups and water. Any cocktail has to be cold or it's completely undrinkable in my view. So whether a cocktail is shaken or whether it's stirred, it always has ice in it. And you stir or shake the cocktail around until some of the ice turns to water and makes your drink cold. There we go. I think that's bad enough. A couple of handfuls or about a dozen cubes, a bit more. There we go. I like to have it about halfway full. And now for the most important bit. The bit that's going to make me breathless. 
This needs a really good shake. So I'm just gonna go ahead and put the top on. Now what I always do is I wrap the shaker in a tea towel, a dish towel, that is, if you live on the other side of the pond. Because if I don't, it just gets my hands so cold that I can't pour the drink afterwards. So, sorry for the racket, here I go and shake. And when it sounds like it's got a kind of slightly more loose and slushy sound, I know it's ready. Also, the outside of my metal shaker has a very uh, frosted look. It's got frosting on the outside of it. Now, glasses. You can drink this from a martini glass, from a champagne saucer. The glass that Mr. B and I like is a margarita glass, which is a round glass with a deep well in the centre. It's for putting crushed ice in. I like these because they're nice and sturdy. It's much harder to spill the drink. So I'm going to go ahead, remove the little measure which exposes the strainer and strain this into the glass. It smells wonderful. One. And two. Thank you. Cheers, babe. Cheers. Mm. Mm. Now, if I say it myself, that is some kind of good. Very good. It's orangey, it's creamy. Got a lovely it's, kick to it. It has a really nice kick. It's quite strong because there isn't any diluting syrup in that one. But uh, after a very busy Friday, it's just exactly the kind of thing we need. So I shall be back with another one in the blink of an eye for you. And for us, in 24 hours, through the magic of radio, 24 hours has now gone by. It's been a fairly nice, chilled Saturday. We've done some audio recording and uh, lazing about. And Brian's got ready for his radio show, and it's now cocktail time. And today, I'm going to make peach passion, which is actually one of our favourites. So I'm just going to go ahead here and open up the cocktail shaker and get hold of my jigger. There we go. And again, this is the variation on my basic vodka martini recipe. I'm going to start this one with two ounces of peach schnapps, or rather peach brandy, whichever you can get hold of. Any peach liqueur would do. I'm going to go ahead and pour two ounces of peach schnapps into my jigger and pour them into my cocktail shaker. There we go. Okay, and then we want two ounces of vodka. Here it comes. Pouring into my jigger. Right, now let me tell you about flavoured 
cocktail syrup. I use a lot of this. Um, I was a really fantastic cocktail demonstration given by Shelley Brisbane. I was at a party called Accessible Cocktails, and this was at CSUN. She was kind enough to invite Brian and I to this party, and it was great really fantastic and she was making cocktails there and she was using simple sugar syrup in a bottle there to make some of her cocktails and I asked if she'd ever heard of flavoured syrups and she had. I could not get by without my flavoured cocktail syrups from Monin, M-O-N-I-N. I know you can get them on Amazon in all countries because I've checked. You can get any flavour you can think of. And I am using passion fruit syrup from Monin. And it is delicious stuff, so I can't resist licking my fingers. Two ounces. There it goes. No spills today. Whoop to do. Let me go get the ice. I hate these bags of ice. They're so big and unwieldy to deal with. I wish I had one of those nice freezers that I could just reach in and get a scoop of ice. It would be so nice. Ice. Grab my dish towel. All right, let's move it and shake it, people. Uh, I should say, to shake a cocktail, I put my hand at the bottom of the shaker and I put my hand on the very top of the shaker. I don't know whether you heard me put the lid on, but I did. <laughs> on the very top of the shaker so that the lid doesn't come flying off. And there's nothing half... I was going to say something naughty then. Uh, nothing half-baked about this. You've got to give it all you got. So let's go. Uh, can you hear getting loose and slushy sounding. I think that's good enough for jazz. All right. Margarita glasses. Take the little jigger off and strain this. You strain the drink so that none of your ice cubes or anything that you've been muddling into the drink gets this one into your lovely cool clear drink it's two perfect now I've mentioned muddling to you more than once and tomorrow or rather in the blink of an eye once we've sampled this with good luck and a following wind I'm going to show you muddling because I'm going to be showing you the deliciousness that is a strawberry daiquiri. First of all though, let me show you the deliciousness that is peach passion. Thank you. Cheers. Lovely. It's very, oh. uh, very peach flavoured. Mm. It's peachy, but it's not too sweet. Mm. The passion fruit syrup gives it a really lovely tang. Yes, it does. Okay. Well, I'll be back in the blink of an eye 
when we'll be getting ourselves in a muddle. Well, it is now Sunday, and a very chilled, relaxing Sunday it has been for me, but Brian has been extremely busy, so I think it's about time he had a drink. I've done sort of fairly simple cocktails thus far today. We're going to do something a little bit more complicated. So I'm just going to get some things out. We're going to make a strawberry daiquiri. Now, I have never made one of these before. So let's hope it actually works. I've looked up a recipe and we're going to actually make it take my life in my hands and hope it works. Now, for this, I need some tools, which I've just got out. As well as my jigger, I'm going to use a strainer rather than my cocktail shaker's built-in strainer. There's my jigger, there's the strainer, and I'm also going to use a muddler. Now, I've heard so many times people say when they're doing demonstrations about making cocktails, uh, you don't need to use a strainer, use a sieve. What? Uh, you don't need to use a muddler, use the back of a wooden spoon. Excuse me? <laughs> you don't need to use a long stirrer if you're mixing a martini or something. Just use a teaspoon. I don't think so. <laughs> Look, if you're going to start making cocktails and you're going to do it seriously, you're going to need to use some outlay to get the bar bottles that you need. It is going to take a few dollars, even if you're going to do basic ones like I am, to get the bar bottles you want. So why are you going to spoil a ship for a hape of the tar by not getting the right bar tools to do the job properly? You can get a simple set of bar tools on Amazon or, or, or any place, maybe like Walmart, Target, somewhere like that, for really not many dollars. And they will do the job properly much better than a teaspoon or the back of a wooden spoon. <laughs> that is my opinion. It might not be yours. Everyone has an opinion on how to do things. But um, I will always say, if you can, get the proper tool to do a proper job, and then you will get much better results. Here end of this lesson. Right, now then, I have got out a small plate and a knife, and we're going to start this drink off with fresh strawberries. And here I have a palette of strawberries, from which I'm peeling back the cellophane, and I'm gonna take two, oh, they look lovely, nice, big, fat strawberries. There's two, should be plenty for this cocktail. They're really nice big ones. If you have slightly smaller ones, you can use three. Use your own judgment. Now, I'm gonna just take off the bottoms of them. This is what you call hulling. I don't want any of that nasty core or leafiness left. There we go, there's one. And there's the other. And then, so that the muddling is easier, I'm going to slice them. Okay, I've chopped up my strawberries. They're in my cocktail shaker. And now I'm going to start adding some things. So I'm going to take my jigger. Now, here is syrup. Simple syrup, flavourless sugar syrup. You can use 
like caro syrup you can use simple cane sugar syrup, anything you can get. I wouldn't recommend corn syrup. It's got a, a strange flavour. So I'm just going to fill the jigger. There we are. Put the top back on. And that's gone in with the strawberries. Now, if you don't have sugar syrup it's very easy to get over in america and fairly easy to get in the uk too now actually in a bottle you don't have to make it as you did one time um you could muddle the strawberries with an ounce of sugar and actually using powder sugar or what do they call it super fine sugar caster sugar we call it over here does help in the muddling because it helps to kind of grind down the strawberries. But I'm using syrup. I don't have any sugar about at the moment. Okay, so I'm going to take the muddler. It's a long cylindrical tool with a bands around one end where the handle is and kind of grinding bit little bobbles on the other end. And I'm going to go into the cocktail shaker and I'm going to kind of mudge the strawberries down. Oh, they smell incredible. Now, these strawberries, I was lucky. Sometimes when you buy strawberries, they're not real ripe. But these ones were deliciously ripe, so they're going, I can feel them. They're going real lovely and soft. And I don't want baby food. All I basically want is to mash them up roughly so that the flavour and the juice comes out of them. And what I want to do is I want to kind of squeeze them up against the side of the cocktail shaker, against into the corner, so I can get as much flavour out of them as I can. I reckon that's about good enough for jazz. Mmm, delicious. Now, that is pretty sweet right there. So what I want now is some lime juice. I'm afraid I'm cheating. I don't have a fresh lime. So I have some bottled lime juice here. So I'm gonna add about half an ounce bottled lime juice. Okay. Then I'm gonna take the jigger Turn it over, and here is white rum, and two ounces of that, can you hear as I'm pouring it, that it kind of sounds thick and slungy in there, it's much less crisp sound than I've been making when I poured things into the shaker. That's why I don't put the ice in first. I like to actually have my liquors in here before I put the ice in. You'll find most bartenders put ice into the shaker first and I, I actually don't like to do that. Now, what I have here to finish off the drink is strawberry liqueur. Um, there are lots of strawberry liqueurs. You can use strawberry schnapps if you can't get a strawberry liqueur. I have here Bowles strawberry liqueur. I like it. I don't mind which one you use. I'm just going to add an extra little glug in there for luck. 
<laughs> That's going in. That's so thick it didn't hardly make a sound. Okay, now we need some ice. I'm actually taking the shaker over to the freezer today. So, I'm going to go ahead and put plenty of ice into here. What I'm actually going to hopefully find when I shake this is that the ice will smush up those strawberries even more. So, okay, lid on, grab my dish towel, and here we go. I've given it a really good shake. things into a drink. The little strainer that's built into the top of a cocktail shaker doesn't always deal with the muddlings very well. Let's see if she's right, shall we? And see if the drink comes out better for being strained. I'm just going to turn it to get the best holes. Right, let's see how this comes out. I'm going to start pouring now. Ooh, it's coming out very slowly. There we go. There's, there's one. Oh, we're going to get two. Are we, are we, are we? Oh, yes, we are. It's coming out slowly but surely. I've got two of my normal sized cocktails. There you are. Right, darling. there we are. Okay. Thank you. This is a first. So. Mm, it's a new one. Cheers. Cheers. Oh my gosh. Mmm, that's it's a very unusual taste. <laughs> it's very strawberry. Mmm. Do you like? Yes, it's very good. I really, really do love that, and I really would recommend you try it because the muddling is... Okay, go ahead and use the back of a wooden spoon if you really have to. Isn't it nice when you follow a recipe... And it works. And it works. It just works. You, think it, you hope yeah. it will. Okay, for this final segment, I'm going to show you two mocktails. One of which I'm going to do in the cocktail shaker, and one of which I'm going to do in my Kenwood smoothie to go which is kind of like a mini blender come smoothie maker you can do it in the blend tech or whatever you have that's easy for you so we're gonna start I think with the one that I'm gonna do in the smoothie to go and I call this tropical cream 
Now, a mocktail, obviously, is an alcoholic cocktail. Sometimes I don't feel like drinking alcohol for whatever reason, so I would make a mocktail when I make Brian his cocktail. It gives me the illusion of having something to drink that is a treat, um, but it's not just like pouring a soda or a cup of coffee. It's uh, a little way of indulging myself by making something special. And also it's good to know a few mocktail recipes for people that you have over that might be driving or that might not want to drink alcohol for whatever reason. Mocktails are a bit different in that they don't want to be shaken up always with so much ice. Sometimes you might want to pour them over crushed ice because there's no alcohol here to dilute. So here's the tropical cream and we're going to start this by pouring out a third cup of coconut water. This is lovely, yummy stuff. It's really good for you and it tastes delicious. To that, I am going to add a third of a cup of pineapple juice. There we go. Now this is fresh pineapple juice from the chiller cabinet. Please, we do not want any nasty concentrated juices here. Now I'm going to go over here to the Bears Bar. And I'm going to grab my passion fruit syrup. I'm also going to grab my jigger, which I forgot to get. And I'm going to add an ounce. or a scant ounce actually, I don't want a whole ounce of passion fruit syrup. There we go. And while I'm over here, I want just a smidgen, a little shake of fresh lime. Now, this is the naughty bit. I'm going to add to this, I've got the third cup measure and I'm going to add a scant, I would say about half fill this third cup, so I, may, I would say a couple tablespoons maybe of light cream, you could use half and half or you could leave it out altogether, but this is cream. And I think it gives the finished drink a really lovely, special taste. This is a scant third cup. I haven't filled it by any means. Of light cream. You can use half and half. If you're not going to have alcohol and you're eating healthily, sometimes you deserve just a little bit of a treat, I think. Okay. And that goes in. Now we need some ice. Now don't overdo the ice. I put loads in when I do cocktails because you don't use much of the ice. You pour most of it away. This is going to be smushed up in the smoothie maker. So all the ice will go into your drink. So I only want just a few cubes of ice. That will do just fine. Yes, I do close the freezer. You, you might not hear me close it because tends to click my very sensitive microphones. 
so that's why you might not have heard me. Go ahead and put the top on my blender here. And it turns upside down to go on the base, clicks into place, and excuse the noise here, I'm going to pulse. And that is lovely and smooth. Take that off. I'm going to grab my soft glass. I serve these in tall glasses. I'm just going to pour a sample of this because Mr. B is actually out at the moment. I grabbed the opportunity to do this while I had the room to myself. So I'm actually saving this for when he comes back so he can try some too. I'm just going to pour a little sample. Oh, that is so good. It has stayed as I thought it would. Kind of a bit like a frozen drink, partially frozen, and it's creamy, it's coconutty, it's pineapple-y, it's got a lovely tang. Delicious. Mm -mm. I'll just rinse that glass out in one second. Let's put the top back on this. And I'll store it in this very cold fridge so that it's ready for Miss B to get a drink when he gets back. And here's the last one I'm going to do for you. Um, this is an invention of my own, as indeed was the other one. And this one is very simple, but it works. And I call it Marmalade Atkins. <laughs> and and that's, uh, I named that one after a, a very lovely and zany character on a children's TV show. Um, Zany a bit like myself, she was always um, doing different uh, things and trying to find a job she liked to do. And she always went into everything 110%, which is, um, I hope I, I don't always do that, but I'd like to. <laughs> but it has the most wonderful, zingy Seville orange taste, and I use sweet orange and bitter orange, as you will see, to make it taste so good. So we're going to start in the cocktail shaker, and I have here a clementine, a tangerine, a mandarin orange, uh, whatever kind of small sweet orange that you can get, one of those baby oranges that peels easily. We can get them all the year round here, we're very lucky. Oh, it smells wonderful. So I'm going ahead and peeling it. And the skin is coming right off in one piece. And I'm going to break the tangerine up into pieces and put them right into my cocktail shaker and to that I'm going to add a rather strange ingredient. I, when I saw this used in cocktails online I thought this can't work but it does. I'm going to add a heaped teaspoon of marmalade kind that you put on your toast. Now I have just used the kind with uh, hardly any peel in it. It's okay because we'll strain the peeling out but I don't like the very bitter kind that has lots of peel in it. So I'm going to go right ahead and drop that right in. Oh yum! To my cocktail shaker right there. 
there as you go. Put my jar top back on. Then I'm going to go ahead and take my muddler, like we did yesterday, or rather a little while ago for you, and I'm going to muddle this up. In fact, I'm just going to pick up this so that it doesn't sound so basic. Actually, that works better. It gives me a bit more leverage. And what that's doing, it's getting the juice out of the oranges and it's getting that lovely bitter orange taste into the sweet orange and it smells incredible actually it really does can you hear how wet that sounds So there's a real lot of nice juice come out of the orange right there. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to go ahead and add a little tiny shake of lime, not much. syrup just to give this a little bit of wetness I'm not even measuring just a little glug you can do this to taste really it depends how sweet you want your drink that bit of orange taste isn't to everyone's taste but I don't like my drink too sweet you might be saying to yourself Lulu that's not a drink at all you can't drink that no, you can't. You're quite right. Now, I'm going to go ahead and put some ice in this shaker because what we have here is only the kind of beginnings of a drink. What we're going to go do is we're going to go put lots of ice in here. This is very concentrated, this. Concentratedly orange. And we're going to put lots of ice like that. There, this works, I promise you, trust me. Put the top on, grab my dish towel. You know the routine. Shake it up for all you're worth. Now, can you hear how differently that sounds? got that wet slushiness. I want my strainer, which is right here. Take off the top. Put my strainer right on here. Now I'm going to take my margarita glass and I am going to carefully strain this sludgy orange sludge right into here there we go and it barely comes up to the top of the well and it tastes 
so concentrated. It's like really, really, really concentrated. You can say, Lily, you can't drink that. No, that would be too much. But what you're going to do now is you're going to open a bottle of salsa water, or you could use 7-Up Lemonade Sprite, but I like salsa water because it doesn't dilate the flavour of the orange that I've just worked so hard to get. And I'm going to top this up to the usual two-thirds full level with fresh seltzer water. And, my friends, there is a good selection of cocktails and mocktails, which I really hope that you will enjoy making time and again. I have so enjoyed demonstrating them to you. So, good health, and I'll see you again soon. Bye-bye. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my, my. Would you like to have Cooking with the Hazelnuts as a podcast? You can subscribe manually. The URL is http colon slash slash acbradio.org slash hazelnuts.xml. Thank you for listening. Ooh, those cocktails sound absolutely delicious. I'd like to have one with you right now. Coming in, a recipe from Tom Maddock. Tom Maddock? Didn't we hear from Tom Maddock already? Uh, <clears throat> how long are you going to be spending on cooking with the hazelnuts? Preferably all day. Oh, that's what I thought. Here's Tom. Hello, all you hazelnuts. This is Tom Maddock. Coming at you with a recipe that I think you'll find delicious. Now, for this, you're going to need some time, preferably all day. But I guarantee when you come home, your apartment or house is going to smell delicious. I call the recipe PB and H chicken. Peanut butter is the PB. H is honey. What you want to do is get your crock pot down or out or wherever you store it. Put in one chicken breast per person that you're going to be feeding. So, you know, three people, three chicken breasts. I prefer boneless because I don't like to deal with the bones. To this, you will add one spoonful of peanut butter. I like crunchy, but that's up to you. Per chicken breast. So, three chicken breasts, three spoonfuls of peanut butter. Then, if you have a jar of honey, one spoonful per chicken breast. Or one squirt per chicken breast if you have one of those nice honey bears. Cook it on low. After about oh, two... Maybe two and a half, three hours if you're still home. Add an additional spoonful of peanut butter and an extra squirt of honey. And then cook up all day. And now I like to serve it over the thick egg noodles. Those are very delicious. And green beans. But you can choose whatever pasta you want to serve it over and whatever vegetables that are your favorites. And it makes a sweet peanut sauce. And it is really delicious. It's one of my wife's of my favorites. And I think we're going to be doing it pretty soon. It's a nice, comforting meal. Love to hear what you, what you all think about it. So let us know. Thank you very much. Do you have a cooking project or a favorite recipe that you would like to 
share with us? Do you have a demonstration that you would like to bring to us of your cooking? If you do, we would love to know about it, and we will consider having your segment on our show. So use our contact information and let us know about you and what it is you would like to bring to us. How would you like to submit a recipe to us? Just tell us the recipe you'd like to submit on Twitter at ACB Hazelnuts. That's A-C-B Hazelnuts. H-A-Z-E-L-N-U-T-S. Do you have a suggestion for the show? Just tweet us. I thought I would come in with my recipe. It's called porcupine meatballs. Pressure cooker style. Pound and a half of ground beef or three-fourths pound of ground beef and three-fourths pound of ground pork. We happen to use ground turkey instead of half the ground beef. Half cup long grain white rice. One chopped onion. About half a cup. A couple of cloves of minced garlic. One fourth cup of chopped parsley. A little salt and pepper to taste. One cup water. Three cups tomato sauce. One tablespoon of cornstarch. In a large bowl, combine all ingredients except the water and the tomato sauce. Roll into meatballs. Pour one cup of water into the pressure cooker. Add the tomato sauce. Place all meatballs, about 17 or 18, side by side. Don't crowd them. Bring your pressure cooker up to pressure and cook, they say for about five minutes. I cook them for 10 minutes and then let them come down on their own. Take all of the meatballs out of the pressure cooker when done. Bring your sauce to a boil. Add your tablespoon of cornstarch to the sauce. Stir until thick. Place thickened sauce over the meatballs. Serve over pasta, egg noodles, rice, and you have a meal fit for anybody. Oh, they are so good. Hope you enjoy. Coming up in future shows, Brian Charlson making homemade pizza with a little twist on the crust. Larry Turnbull smoking barbecued ribs. Doesn't that sound just great? He's going to do it on his combination smoker and barbecue grill. Debbie Hazelton making an absolutely huge breakfast. Even enough for me. She's going to use special machines like the electric pancake maker and many more things to help make her breakfast a success. We'll hear from Rick and Brian. I can't tell you about it though because it's a secret. You will really have to hear it to believe it. That's future shows coming up on Cooking with the Hazelnuts. And now it's time to close Cooking with the Hazelnuts for another week. We'll see you next week. Until then, who's that behind me? Why, why it's Lulu. Oh, she's offering me a cocktail. Ooh. Ooh, I, I don't think I can handle all that. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next time for Hazelnuts with the co- uh, cooking. Oh, uh, well, um, better finish this cocktail. Mm-hmm.